Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Yo, hey, what's up everyone? Coach G here, back again with another episode of the Tandem Talk Show. This is episode 48. I could not be more excited to be here with everyone today. If you're watching live with me, comment live. Let me know you're tuning in wherever you're at, whether you're on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, if you're watching this and you're like, yo, Coach G, you look so tired. I have not gotten a lot of sleep these past uh, day, uh, almost two days. We have launched, uh, relaunched our Tone Up Accelerator program. And it has been just taken off. We have so much interest in this program. And so I've been up uh, answering messages, getting on phone calls, signing up uh, new members in our Tone Up community, which I'm super excited about. And so you probably saw, if you're on Instagram, you probably saw our post uh, yesterday announcing the launch and the open enrollment for this program. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, comment, tone it below, let me know. And I'll be more than happy to tell you more about what this program is, what this program is, who who's it's for, and how we help women lose fat in a healthy and sustainable way. Hey, this episode is a brand new episode of the TNM Talk Show. Today, we're going to cover the five reasons why meal plans do not work and what to do instead. Okay, so the five reasons why meal plans don't work and what to do instead. So this is a, a really popular topic, especially amongst the fat loss community. Meal plans are super, super popular. All the clients that we work with, um, even though they all get a meal plan, they all have an interest in wanting to stick to this meal plan. And um, we teach them what I'm going to teach you later on, uh, the value of a simple and effective dieting strategy that will help you deviate from that meal plan to have more flexibility and more variety in your diet. But in today's episode, I want to go over the five reasons why meal plans do not work. And wait to see you, brother. Thank you for joining me today on Instagram. Hope you are. Um, and hey, again, if you are not yet in our private Facebook group, the, the Tandem Tone Up community, uh, we'd love to have you there. Go to tandemnutrition.com forward slash Facebook Facebook to, to get instant access to this group. We have a ton of our um, of our live trainings in this group, all of our fat loss resources for free for our members in that group. And we'd love to have you a part of this community. Okay. So question for everyone who here throughout their dieting journey has ever followed a meal plan. If you have, I want to know, comment meal plan below. Let me know. I personally will say I have throughout my decade of coaching and throughout even my own personal balance journey, I've, my, I've made myself a ton of meal plans. And uh, throughout my own experiences, I've learned five big reasons why they do not work, especially long-term. And I'm going to let you know on what to do instead to get the better results with more flexibility and more fun as you lose fat in a healthy and sustainable way. So, um, like I said, you know, meal plans are so popular. Uh, a lot of people want them, but there's a there's another way to diet that does not have as much rigidity, and that will still allow you to get much better results long term. So, th the reason number one that meal plans do not work is that life gets in the way. 
Okay. Life gets in the way. So there's not one person living a life that's so perfect that he or she can follow a meal plan every single day and stay on track without thinking, Hey, you know, I'm not able to have meal four on my meal plan. What should I have instead? So life gets in the way, whether you're being called out for a work event, you're going to a friend's friend's birthday party, you want to have an extra drink uh, on the weekend that maybe your meal plan doesn't have. Meal plans do not account for sporadic life events or fun social things that you want to do. And that is a big reason why meal plans do not work. And the biggest thing and the reason why this is so important is because a lot of times when people follow meal plans, you know, they get super excited, like, hey, this is a meal plan that will help me lose 15, 20 pounds, which in in reality, it, it won't unless someone's adjusting it for you. And I'll explain more about that later. But when it comes to following a meal plan, you know, there's there's not someone there that's telling you what to adjust out or switch up with to give you more variety because people who follow meal plans, they and from my experience, and maybe this is not for everyone, but they tend to develop a good food, bad food mentality. Okay, so they develop a good food, bad food mentality. So they believe that everything on this meal plan will help them get their results they want and anything off of it. It's bad. They should not have it. And they they tend to think really highly of these foods and these meals, right? And like, oh, this is this is my key to success. I'm gonna follow this as best as I can, as closely as I can. And what happens if that person falls off? What happens if that person goes out to eat and they're not able to have meal four in the restaurant, right? They feel defeated. They feel like they've got gotten off track and they feel like they've messed up. A lot of times, especially early on in my journey, when that happened to me, I'd like, hey, you know, forget this. I'm going to have like some ice cream and pancakes. And I would like eat a thousand calories of chocolate and, and pancake batter. That's a true story. I used to do that. And so, so another big reason, which kind of goes along with this, is that meal plans lead to black and white thinking. So not only isn't not only do meal plans not allow you to switch up your daily meals and routines and have different things throughout your day, but it leads to black and white thinking. And this is a big reason why many people, when they're dieting, have this mentality that there's healthy foods and there's not there's there's unhealthy foods. So there's no good foods, there's no bad foods. There's foods that are high in nutrients and there's food that are low in nutrients. Okay. And so with our clients, one thing we teach them is that, Hey, you can have whatever you want to, as long as number one, you're eating most of your calories through, uh, or with nutrient dense foods. And number two, you know, you're staying within your calorie budget. So number two, you're staying within your calorie budget. And so when, when you're on this, this path of thinking that, Hey, these foods that are not on this meal plan are bad then what happens when you get off the meal plan? You're lost. You're not sure what to do. And not only that, but reason number three, meal plans do not teach you anything. Meal plans do not teach you how to build a healthy meal at each plate. So one of the basic things that every dieter should know is how to build a healthy meal at each plate and how to even have healthy snacks. They don't teach you what good protein foods are and, and why every every meal and snack should have protein and, and why it's a certain amount of protein and <clears throat> where carbs and fats fit into this and things like that. A lot of times when we're trying to stick to a certain plan and stay focused 
on, on a goal, we need to learn exactly this process, these habits, you know, why protein is important, not only why it's important, but how much you need throughout your fat loss journey. Not only, not only protein, but overall calories too. So that's most important for anyone who's wanting to lose body fat. We have to be aware of our calorie needs and we have to make sure we're sticking and being consistent to our calorie goals throughout each day, including on weekends. And that's when meal plans can get really array, right? So meal plans come, let's say that you know, you're know you off of work, you're going to parties, you're going to events. Meal plans do not teach you how to have fun and to enjoy maybe your favorite foods that perhaps you used to have with your friends before you're on the meal plan. So that's why, number three, why I'm not the biggest fan of meal plans. Number one, they do not teach you how to adjust your lifestyle and your meals because life will get in the way. They lead to black and white thinking. So they're going to make you think that some foods are good to have and some foods are bad to have. And that's not the case. With the approach that we use with our clients throughout our tone-up programs, we teach our clients that, hey, you can have any food you want to. As long as, number one, you stay within your calorie goal range. So we give our clients a range of calories uh, to stick to. Um, in the past, like four or five years ago, I remember I was coaching uh, and it was just me. I would give a client uh, a calorie target and say it was like it's like 1,700 calories. And I would say, hey, you know, your goal is 1,700 calories. And that's it. That's all I tell them. And again, this was three or four years ago. One thing I noticed was that clients would would uh, begin to feel defeated when they would hit like seventeen hundred and thirteen calories or seventeen hundred and fifty calories when they'd go when they'd go over that goal, right? They would feel defeated and they didn't want to binge and overeat and feel like they feel like they messed up, and that's why having a goal range is so so important. And that's like with meal plans. Meal plans don't allow for a a range, right? It may give you some meal options, which is fine, but is that really sustainable? Like, can you live the rest of your life? Listen, here's the deal. I love pancakes and I eat pancakes every day. Most days per week, I'd probably like say five or six days per week. But if I ate pancakes twice a day for even, or even just once a day for the rest of my life, I will get super sick of pancakes. Okay. Because I know that when I really enjoy food, if I get too much of it, if I eat it too often, I'm going to absolutely hate it. And so I know with people on meal plans, and this is especially true for those who don't mix up their meals and foods on their meal plans, not only, so two things here, not only, number one, not only do they get sick of the foods that they are eating all the time, and this is super common, number two. So number one, they get sick of the foods that they eat all the time, but number two, it's very, very common to develop food sensitivities to foods you're eating all the time as well. I'll give you two instances. So early, early on in my career as a coach, I would put our contest prep athletes on meal plans. And so I used to work with contest prep athletes a long time ago. Okay, we do not work with contest prep athletes anymore. Uh, we only work with women right now. But a long time ago, like 10 years ago, I remember I put a client on a meal plan and he had a meal plan for his training days and his non-training days. And this guy was super disciplined. I mean, if I told him to eat 35 grams of oats, he was eating 35 grams of oats. And what was interesting was he, he just wasn't sure about other dieting approaches like, like flexible dieting. To have him hit his calorie goal 
to see success. And so he stuck to his meal plans not only throughout his season, so as he was dieting down, but also throughout his muscle gaining season as well. And slowly over time, like six, eight months after eating the same foods over and over and over again, I noticed that he would tell me like, hey, you know, Coach G, I'm getting like so bloated from oats. First it was oats. Then it was like some really weird foods like honey and raisins and even some types of like uh, vegetables like broccoli. And so what the body does over time, if you're eating the same foods over and over and over again, especially in large quantities, your body's the body, like the, the digestive system, the enzymes that are used to break down certain foods, they tend to uh, decrease in quantity. And so as you're consuming those foods over and over again, those enzymes just don't seem at the same level. And therefore, that food will ferment or not digest properly and cause some really bad GI issues. And a lot of those can stem from some um, symptoms related to sensitivities. And that happened to me. I remember in high school, I was like 15 years old. I wanted to, you know, I was getting through my eating disorder, which really sparked my passion for nutrition. I remember I was like, man, I want to gain some weight. And the first day, like, this is not a lie. I went from eating like the day I decided in my head that I was going to make a change. So I was 16 years old. I was fighting through this, this really bad eating disorder, anorexia. And so a friend, for those of you who don't know, I had a, an, an eating disorder when I was 16 years old. And this is what really kickstarted my passion for nutrition. And I remember, you know, I thought I was like, you know, jacked and like super lean and like just looking great. But then my friend took a picture of me in my front yard in Louisiana on a floppy disk. And I still had that picture, that floppy disk in my car today. So I can go back and look at those photos and say, yo, this is where you've been. Do not go back there. You've come so far. And then I took that picture and then my mind's like, yo, I really look like this. And so like I was shocked and I really believe that was a God moment for me because my life changed at that moment because at that moment I said, you know what? I'm no longer, no longer going to live this way. And I put myself on a 3,500 calorie meal plan or like 3000 calories. I made myself a meal plan. I, I was 16 years old. I'd hadn't had, I knew nothing about nutrition and, but I started researching. I devoted every single minute to learning more about nutrition more about how to build muscle mass. And so I knew some muscle building foods like peanut butter and eggs and milk. And so I remember every night before I go to bed, I would drink two cups of chocolate milk because you know that's what my um, that's what I read on the internet at the time I was 16, like I didn't know any better. And so every night before I went to bed, I would have two cups of milk with chocolate, like I think Nestle powder or Ovaltine, I think Ovaltine. And so I noticed like after three weeks, I would drink this milk and I get like severely bloated, right? I'm like, yo, this is not comfortable for me. Like every single night I had this milk. And so like what's needed to digest lactose, which is the sugar in milk is lactase. Well, over time, my stomach was like, okay, here's enough lactase for like tonight. And then the next night and so over time that those enzymes to break down lactose would just slowly like fade away and like get the, into very small amounts. So that, that, that milk sugar would ferment and just it would cause so much bloating. The same thing happened to me with eggs and peanut butter. And so what I had to do, and for anyone else, if you're experiencing these symptoms, like stop eating it altogether. Like I stopped drinking milk for six months and I gradually re reintroduced milk into my diet. And that helped me um, be able to tolerate milk again because my enzymes that helped to break down uh, lactose were high enough 
to help me you know, consume this product without feeling absolutely terrible. So that was an extremely wild tangent. But the reason I said that is because whenever we eat the same foods over and over and over again, then that will lead to, to it could potentially lead to, to digestive issues that just make us feel like ridiculously ridiculous and just not good. So reason number four of why meal plans don't work is that they lack flexibility. Again, life does not give us perfect situations. Whenever we get called to a friend's house or we're going to out to eat or any of these situations that we just cannot follow a meal plan, like the last thing you can do when you're ordering at a restaurant is ask for the exact meal or the exact food amounts that's on your meal plan. Like one of the things that we really teach our clients here at Tandem is how to create their own meal plans with the foods that they love, right? Because we believe and we know through science, there's not one food that will make you gain body fat. And there's not one food that will, that will prevent you from losing body fat. So we want to teach our clients how they can fit their favorite foods within the context of their calorie goal while focusing on getting most of their calories from nutrient-dense foods. So whenever we get outside of our, our, our normal box and we have to like have a meal or a snack or a food or a drink that's not part of our meal plan, that could lead to defeated thinking that could really – um, um, destruct our, our psychology when it comes to being consistent to our plan. So it's very important to be consistent with our thinking and to be proactive in learning how to make healthy meals, you know, what should constitute a snack. And also most importantly, how many calories that your body needs for fat loss. So those are the five reasons of why meal plans do not work. Number one, life gets in the way. So life gets in the way. Number two, uh, you do not learn anything when you follow a meal plan, okay? You're not learning how many meals per day you need to eat. You're not learning what food should be part of a healthy meal that constitutes your goals. And I will say this too, throughout any fat loss journey, you have to consume fewer and fewer calories to keep losing weight, right? And so if you're following a meal plan, especially if you got this meal plan from a coach that only checks up, checks up on you like once a month, there's a good chance that you're not maximizing your progress or not making the best progress you can. Because with our clients, with two check-ins a week, we're constantly seeing, hey, you know, how are you doing? What changes can we make to help you make even more progress and make adjustments to your calorie and carbohydrate and fat goals to help you bust through plateaus? Because the amounts of food that you have to eat have to keep getting less and less if you want to keep losing more and more weight. Number three, meal plans are not sustainable. Like I said, <laughs> I don't know one person who can eat the same foods and same meals every day for the rest of their lives. Like, like I said, I love pancakes and I eat pancakes every day, but even me, like I have to like take a break sometimes, right? <laughs> like I love pancakes a lot, um, but I have to mix it up, especially if I eat the same kind, like the same brand of pancakes. Like I don't even eat Kodiak anymore. I just can't stand it. I have eaten it too much. So I, I'm. if you'd like to learn more about my pancake recipes, comment pancakes below. I actually ordered a blender that's coming in today that I'm super excited about because I plan to make some really interesting and healthy pancakes that are unique in nature. So if you want to learn some interesting recipes for pancakes, let me know. I'm going to put some on some reels, do some videos, and we'll have a lot of fun. 
Number four, they lack flexibility. Number five, they lead to black and white thinking. So those are the five reasons why meal plans don't work. And the one thing that I would encourage you to do instead, instead of one concept that we teach our clients is the approach of flexible dieting. Okay, so flexible dieting is a very simple and popular eating approach that allows you to eat any food you want to within your calorie and macronutrient goals. So keyword, your calorie and macronutrient goals. So your friend's goals are not your goals because you two are different people, different weights, different, different heights. You're probably different in activity levels. And so you require different amounts of energy, protein, carbohydrates, fats for your goals. So just because your friend is making some awesome progress eating 1,200 calories a day does not mean that you need to eat 1,200 calories a day as well. In fact, that is extremely low. Yeah, so I barely, yeah, if you're if you're not seeing progress, let's not even go. That's, that's a different podcast topic. So what's important is learning how to educate yourself. You know, again, uh, join our group. We teach about calories all the time. We give macro cheat sheets. We give a bunch of recipes. We want to teach you how to be comfortable and confident in picking the foods that you like to be sustainable in achieving your goals. And again, you can Google flexible dieting. It's not yours. And we have our own unique spin on it when it comes to developing our own calorie and macronutrient strategies and our female fat loss formula. But again, that is what we provide our clients to help them really dial in the nutrition to get the best results. So, Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. This is episode 48 of the Tandem Talk Show. If you want more information on our Tone Up Accelerator program, this is a hard word for me to say today. <laughs> should probably catch up on some sleep. If you want more information on our Tone Up Accelerator, Accelerator program, comment Tone Up below. Let me know. I'll reach out and see if this is a great fit for you. And I hope everyone has a great rest of other days. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I will see everyone next Thursday at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.